Good morning, and welcome to Monday Mornings. With Maddie and Morgan. I'm Maddie. And I'm Morgan. Hello! Hey, pal. It's Friday the 13th. Oh my god, it is. I didn't even realize. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I knew. I was very aware, but... I usually am. My senses are off. (laughs) I was also just trying to find, like, some fun Friday the 13th tattoo deals, but the only ones that I found in life were in Connecticut, and didn't really feel like driving there. Nah, that's too far. Yeah. But I'm on travel for work, so I'm recording from the closet in my hotel room, so I apologize if the audio quality is a little weird. It's that right? <laughs> cozy. Like, I kind of wish I had an empty closet at my house to record in. Like, I put pillows in it. <laughs> yeah. So today, we're talking about a mystery. Ooh, so ghosty sounds. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to talk about the lost colony of Roanoke, which I don't know if you know anything about that. Um, well, I do, but most of my knowledge is probably not accurate because it's from the American Horror Story season about Roanoke. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched that season, but I read about it when I was doing research. We'll talk about it later, but so to kind of set the tone for today's episode, I'm going to start us off with a quote. Okay. Quote, it's the area 51 of colonial history End quote Adrian Masters, historian, University of Texas. Honestly, makes sense. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, I have to include this. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Disclaimer at the top. Kind of like our Salem episode with history that's super old. Mm-hmm. There are tons of different versions of these events. Obviously, nobody true. No, I have obviously nobody is here that was there. So yeah, <laughs> don't come at me if the story doesn't perfectly align with the story that you know. Please and thank you. <laughs> XOXO Gossip Girl. XOXO Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> So let's start with a summary. We're going to hop in the Wayback Machine for this one for sure. Yes. Even further back than our Salem episode. So the establishment of the Roanoke Colony was an attempt by Sir Walter Raleigh to found the first permanent English settlement in North America. The English, led by Humphrey Gilbert, had claimed St. John's, Newfoundland in 1583 as the first first North American English territory at the royal prerogative of Queen Elizabeth I. Hmm. The first Roanoke colony was founded by Governor Ralph Lane in 1585 on Roanoke Island in what is now Dare County, North Carolina. Following the failure of the 1585 settlement, a second colony, led by John White, landed on the same island in 1587 and set up another settlement that became known as the Wasp Colony, due to the subsequent unexplained disappearance of its population. Dun, dun, dun. Woo! Spooky! So that's a summary to start us off. I'm going to go more into everything. I probably 
wrote a little bit too much about some stuff and maybe not enough about other stuff, but you know what? It's our podcast. We can do whatever we want. Um, do not worry. Me and Josie are like strapped in right now. She's sitting here with me purring up a storm and I'm so ready. If this episode's oh, two hours long, I don't You should tell care. Josie that the Outer Banks has a, there's a ghost cat in one of the lighthouses. <gasps> ghost cat? No, I didn't look into it, but it came across, like, on one of the lists that I was reading. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> That's so fun. She's super, right. super excited. Oh, good. <laughs> so, <laughs> our location is Roanoke Island, which is an island in Dare County in the Outer Banks of North Carolina, United States, obviously. And it is the home of the Fort Raleigh National Historic Site. To clarify, Roanoke is also the name of a city in Virginia. Mm. But that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about Roanoke Island, which I totally thought was in Virginia. But it's in North yeah. Carolina. Interesting. Yep. So that was the first thing I learned. <laughs> that they're actually two different places. Yeah, I definitely thought that they were the same. It's fine. Right. Same, because the reason that I did this topic was because my parents were on a road trip and went to Roanoke, Virginia, and yeah. I thought they were going to Roanoke Island, so. Gotcha. But now we know. Roanoke, Virginia is probably also haunted, so it's okay. Probably, yeah. Virginia is just old. Oh, and yeah. to clarify, a lot of this stuff refers to Virginia, but Virginia used to be, like, like three or four states worth of territory, so... Yeah. Everything was Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> Just like everything used to be Massachusetts. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly the same. So, in the 1580s, Sir Walter Raleigh, instructed by Queen Elizabeth I, basically created a big push to create the first permanent English settlement in North America. Because, you know, colonialism. Woo! <laughs> that being said... Quote, despite the broad powers granted to Raleigh, he was forbidden to leave the Queen's side. Instead of personally leading voyages to the Americas, he delegated the missions to his associates and oversaw operations from London. End quote. Which, there's rumors that it was because Queen Elizabeth had a little crush on Raleigh. Ooh. <laughs> but there's also, I could probably do a whole episode about their relationship, Sir Walter Raleigh and Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> There's, like, this whole, like, love triangle drama situation, but that'll be for another time. <laughs> Oof, the royal family. I know. <laughs> As you can probably assume, these missions were fueled by a desire to find new trade routes and treasure. Treasure. Yeah. Love so, it. The actual exploring part started with Humphrey Gilbert claiming slash creating a territory on St. John's, Newfoundland, Canada, in 1583. This was the first English overseas colony, but there was never a permanent population, as Sir Gilbert was lost at sea on his return trip to England. Shocker. <laughs> like, everybody was lost at sea back then. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry, but, like, why did, like... It just makes me think of, like, Moana, when they're like, we can't go out past there, it's too dangerous. I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't either. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I'm so next team, the Amadas 
Barlow expedition in 1584, which continued consisted of two barks, aka three plus masted sailing vessels, so big boats. Ooh. Um, and a fun fact is that Amadis, one of these explorers, was only 19 when he what? led this trip. I mean, I guess they died really early back then. But I know, what? but still, like a child. <laughs> a child. Child. <laughs> Eventually, that fleet landed on what is now Cape Fear, an inlet of North Carolina. <laughs> Cape Fear. Yeah, astonishing legends went over um, why it was called Cape Fear, but I don't remember. Hmm. I listened to their part one of their Roanoke episode, and I used some of their show notes and their sources as resources for this. As expected, there were already Native people living there that had probably already encountered Europeans from previous expeditions. Mm-hmm. The Secotan tribe resided on what is now Roanoke Island and quickly formed a friendship with European explorers. Parentheses for now, I wrote. <laughs> Amadis and Barlow returned to England in 1584 and brought two native people back with them. Wanchis, a member of the Secotan tribe, and Manteo, a member of the Croatoan tribe. Oh. Yeah. The expedition reports described the region very fancifully, using terms like Golden Age, Garden of Edens, you could maybe infer that Mr. Uh, Raleigh may have embellished these accounts a little bit. I guess. <laughs> he didn't even go. But <laughs> he fluffed him up a bit. <laughs> we could also do like a whole episode about this guy. He had, he was a very multifaceted character. Oh geez. <laughs> Apparently, so one of the guys from Astonishing Legends is from North Carolina and I guess like in school, that was, like, what they covered in history it was, like, Sir Walter Raleigh, and, like, that's it. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, we're getting to the juicy stuff, I promise. <laughs> in 1585, Ralph Lane, with Sir Richard Grenville as his fleet commander, led an expedition of about 600 men to establish the first Roanoke colony. There was some drama on the way there which included losing a bunch of supplies after one of the ships, which was named the Tiger, <laughs> hit a shoal, so like a rocky ridge in the yeah. middle of the ocean. So that meant after the voyage made it to the island, they didn't have enough supplies to sustain a whole 600 people. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there's a whole long, long, dramatic soap opera style history that goes along with the story of this first colony. But... That's not what you're here to hear about. <laughs> no. So I'm going to skip some of the gory details of that 1585 <laughs> colony and head to what will become our topic of interest, the last colony. Yay! Like we said, or no, I haven't said this yet. Scratch that. <laughs> Long story short, the 1585 colony was a disaster. Yeah. And their original, like, good relations with the native people on the island were very muddied and it got pretty brutal and they kind of burned all their bridges and basically they just suffered without supplies and eventually went back to england but there was a lot of casualties along the way yeah 
So, after the failure of the 1585 Lane Colony, the English were pretty insistent on sending out another voyage to establish a colony. Of course they were. <laughs> of course! <laughs> so, in 1587, John White led a group of 115 men, women, and children, including his wife and his pregnant daughter and her husband, with the intention of establishing a colony in the Chesapeake Bay. However, when they landed upon Roanoke Island, they were instructed to stay on Roanoke by some guy that I guess had some power over the area. It wasn't a native person. I'm not sure. There was like a lot of different accounts about this. And I could not get a straight answer. So by some order, they were required to stay on Roanoke Island instead of continuing to Chesapeake Bay. Weird. Yeah. So then they were staying basically in the shambles of what previously had been the Lane Colony. Like I said, prior to leaving the colony, Lane's people had completely muddied the relationships between the Croatian people and the English, completely relying on Manteo and... Croatoan or Croatian? Croatoan. (laughs) (laughs) It's spelled very similarly. Yeah. Croatoan people and the English relying on their spokespeople, like we talked about before, Manteo and Wachis, to smooth things over time and time again. Eventually, Wachis kind of abandoned the expedition. He was not interested in being on the side of the English anymore. I know his name sounds funny, but that is how you pronounce it. <laughs> It looks like yeah. it'd be like Wanchisi or something, but it's Wanchis. So I mean, I love it for him. Yeah, it has the word cheese in it. So seriously, so good. Yeah. So John White's men attempted unsuccessfully to establish a truce once again with the help of Manteo between the Croatoan people and the new settlers. Monteo was then baptized and named Lord of Roanoke for his help. Oh. I feel like that's not what he wanted, but whatever. Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Soon after they arrived on the island, Eleanor Dare, daughter of John White, gave birth to a daughter and named her Virginia in honor of being the first Christian born in Virginia. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah. What an honor. Makes sense. (laughs) Soon thereafter, the fleet was re- the fleet, as in like the boats and the boat crews, was ready to return to England and leave the settlers. But the people begged John White to return to England with the fleet and explain to the government basically that the colony was in danger and they had not enough supplies and blah blah blah, and basically to ask for help. John White did begrudgingly go back to England with the fleet. and But once they got there, there was news that the Spanish Armada, which, are, which is the Spanish Navy, mm-hmm. was mobilizing for an attack. Ooh. So then Queen Elizabeth prohibited any ships from leaving England so that they could be used for the impending battle. Oh, no. So he got stuck in England. <laughs> Oh, so no. then, over the next three years, there was an endless saga of mishaps that involved him trying to go back to the island, and something would happen, he wouldn't be able to go, blah, 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 blah. 
And long story short, he wasn't able to return to Roanoke until 1590, which is three years later. Oof. Yeah. That's that's rough. Yeah. (laughs) So, as White was attempting to return to Roanoke, his crew initially spotted a fire on the island when they got close and then decided to anchor on Croatoan Island for the night instead, which is the island next door. Um, Basically, out of fear that there was a group of people there that wasn't, I don't know, basically out of fear that there was a native population that would attack if they landed on the shore. I mean, makes sense, I guess, but... Yeah, I guess. So, after spending a few days struggling to cross the Pamelico Sound, which was the sound between Croatone and Roanoke, which I guess was pretty hard to pass, White finally reached Roanoke Island in the last known location of the colony. As they were walking up, they noticed that there were fresh tracks in the sand and C.R.O. carved into a tree, but they didn't see anybody around. Since White had last been to the colony, a palisade, which is, if you've ever been to, like, a colonial village, mm-hmm. it's like the spiky fence thing. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like a stockade fence, kind of, made out of just, like, tree trunks. <laughs> gotcha. Um, so they put a palisade up around the settlement, mm-hmm. which checks out for protection. Yeah. And right near the entrance of the fencing... The word Croatoan was carved into one of the posts. Hmm. Inside the fence, they found that the settlement was completely in shambles. Houses had been dismantled, belongings were gone, and there was evidence of trunks that were previously underground that had been dug up and looted. Oh. And none of the colonists' boats were found along the shore where they belonged. Okay, that's really weird. Yeah, so spooky. Yeah. So next we get to talk about the investigation. All right, so there have been a ton of investigations as to what could possibly have happened to these 115 people that seem to just vanish from the colony without a trace. Yeah. There was no bodies found. There was no, like, other than what was in the settlement still. Mm-hmm. There was nothing found, but, like, everything that looked like it could have been carried out of the settlement was gone. Um, yeah, the houses were disassembled, which also seemed weird. I don't know. But That's so, just weird. I know. The guys on Astonishing Legends were like, it just, like... Like, I know we've heard weirder stuff. It just has a weird vibe. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I see that. Because <laughs> it's like, where would they have gone? Right. And, like, There's, it's not like yeah. they had trucks or cars to take all that stuff into. Right. Strange. So, yeah. But the first investigation into what happened to the settlement was about five-ish years later. Mm-hmm. After White discovered that the colonists were missing. Um, the investigations from then on pretty much never stopped. And by that, I mean that people are still investigating this today. There's still dig sites all around the area. And the National Park Service took over the administration of 
at least a portion of Roanoke Island, designating mm -hmm. it as the Fort Raleigh National Historic Site in order to preserve it and continue investigations in the future. Interesting. Yeah. We'll have to go. Spooky road trip. Definitely. Not sleep in there, though. It's super haunted. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> so now the theories. So <laughs> some of these are kind of out there, as expected. Sweet. Um, I didn't include some that were, like, really, really out there because... Did you include aliens this time? I did not include aliens. Well, there's theory number one. Aliens. Yeah, I mean, that's my theory, but I couldn't find anything anywhere about, like... Like, I'm sure there is a theory that aliens were involved, but I couldn't find it written in an article anywhere. <laughs> I have a theory, but I don't know if it's an official theory, so I'll wait till after. Okay. So, some of these I got right from... A website called History Collection, and I'm not 100% sure as to the validity of the writing in this website, but, <laughs> but they had everything in one place, so I kind of, I took quotes, but I also edited some stuff that was in there, so just yeah. a disclaimer, if some of it's weird, we can cut it out, but... <laughs> I didn't right. include everything, but I included my favorites. So. <laughs> so, like we said, as expected, there's tons of theories as to what could have happened to these people. I'm going to cover some popular ones for you. So, the first theory is that the colonists were absorbed into local native population. Yeah. The most popular theory is that the colonists left Roanoke and that they sought shelter with other Native American tribes. I mean, makes sense. Yeah, I guess if, in in theory, I would expect that they would have to go pretty far to find tribes that they had good relations with, if that makes sense, or that they hadn't been in relation with yet. Yeah, or even just being like, hey, because they said the conditions weren't good there. Like... When you get really desperate, you're going to go and beg that tribe for help. Right. So, I don't know. There are many documented sightings of Europeans and their influence in the years following the disappearance of the settlers. And the theory goes that these Europeans could have been the missing settlers or descendants of the missing, missing settlers. Mm -hmm. Or, like, there were reports of, like, native people that had, like, blue eyes. Ah, yeah. Which wasn't really a thing in those native populations at the time. Yeah. So, I don't know. The next is the mystery. The next theory is the mystery of the word Croatoan. Yeah. So, there's like a whole, like, kind of almost conspiracy theory that goes along with this word. Mm hmm. So I'm going to cover that a little bit, just because I had never heard of this before. So I was like, I'm including the whole paragraph on this one. Go for it. So the word Croatoan, like we said, was found carved into a fence post at the abandoned colony. And its presence at the site is one of the most confusing mysteries of Roanoke. Mm -hmm. Also because they had this thing where, like, if they needed to put out a distress symbol and, like, go to some other island. They were supposed to leave, like, this cross-type symbol. 
part mm-hmm. into the fence. And they didn't, and they wrote Crow, somebody wrote Croatoan, which obviously seems like it would be more effort than just doing, like, a cross symbol. Yeah. And, like, if you're in a serious emergency, are you going to take the time to carve that whole word into the fence? No. It's weird. (laughs) Yeah. Why was it found there? The world Croatoan is also connected with a bunch of other mysterious happenings all over each one more puzzling than the last. Ooh. Right before he died, um, Edgar Allan Poe disappeared for a short time. Oh. And then, when he was seen again, he was delirious. In his mm-hmm. final state of delirium before his death, allegedly one of the last words he said was Croatoan. Poe's official cause of death is unknown, and his medical records and death certificate are lost, of course. So, we will never know what actually happened. I feel like he definitely died of tuberculosis because he knew a lot of people that died of tuberculosis. Right. Consumption. (gasps) The word has also appeared at several other famous disappearances in the 19th and 20th centuries. Do you know one of them that we've talked about on the podcast before? No. Well, you're going to find out in a second. Oh. And, but before that, in 1888, the stagecoach robber, Black Bart, carved the word into the wall of his cell before he was released from prison. He was never seen or heard from again after he was released. What the heck? Also, stagecoach robber, crazy. Black yeah. Bart is just like the stagecoach um, pirate version of Blackbeard in my yeah. brain. That's crazy. (laughs) And the word Croatoan was found in Amelia Earhart's journal after she disappeared in 1937. Wild? Yeah, that's what I was asking if you remembered about. (laughs) That's absolutely insane. Yeah. So, lastly. Oh, no, we have two more. Sorry. (laughs) The last bed that horror writer Ambrose Bierce slept in before he disappeared in Mexico in 1913 had the word Croatone carved into one of the posts. KB? In 1921, Croatone was written on the last page of the logbook of the ship Carol A. Deering when it crashed on Cape Hatteras near Croatone Island. Mm-hmm. The ship was missing its entire crew. Ew. So there's a lot of creepy disappearances that revolve around this word, and I don't know. It seems weird that it would be a coincidence. I don't know. Yeah. What the heck? I don't know if it's, like, one of those things that people, like, kind of took and ran with it, or... I don't know. But... It seems like it's very, like, random... Right. But not, like, weird enough that, like, it's people just, like, making shit up. But right, not... because it was the name of a native tribe in that North Carolina area. And yeah. I, so, like, yeah, like you said, it's not a completely random word. I don't know. It's creepy. Very strange. Yeah. I'm going to do a lot of Googling about this afterwards. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm going to probably do more Googling afterwards because, like I said, there's so many theories. We'll have to do an update if we find anything. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we might have to do a mini-sode about... Well, we'll talk about it after. All right. <laughs> so, our next theory is that the colonists were murdered, which is a pretty popular theory. In 1607, Captain John Smith tried to uncover what happened at Roanoke. Not to be confused with Captain John White, which is the one that, which is the guy that led the expedition in the first place. Oh my god. <laughs> he claimed that Chief Powhatan told him that he killed the people of the colony to retaliate against them for living with another tribe that refused mm. to ally with him. Weird. Allegedly, Powhatan to- showed Smith items that he took from Roanoke to support his story, including a musket barrel, a brass mortar, and a brass mortar and pestle. By 1609, the story reached England, and King James and the Royal Council blamed Pow- Powhatan for the missing colonists. However, another popular theory is that the Spanish murdered the settlers. I and like that one. Yeah. <laughs> England and Spain were in the middle of a war when the people of Roanoke disappeared. Yeah. So, one of the issues that Spain and England went to war over was the colonization of the Americas. Yeah. And there is a theory that Spanish troops secretly secretly traveled north and eliminated the English colony. They were living in Florida at the time. Mm-hmm. The Spanish were known for being offensive against other European powers that tried to settle in the Americas. So that seems like a pretty good theory to me. I don't know. I think that's a really good theory. What the heck? I mean, it's definitely like the British would have loved to been like, oh, my goodness. It was those savage natives, blah, 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 like whatever. But that's like a total like european of the time thing to do to Mm -hmm. just go and kill people for that land like the natives were probably just like all right fine fuck you have that island like this is a weird analogy but this theory in relation to the other theories reminds me of in the jambonet ramsey case Mm. the theory that that other that like santa guy (laughs) killed her or, like, it makes sense, but it's out of the realm of what's usually talked about. Yeah. So. I know that was a weird analogy, but that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> no, no, it makes sense. It's, like, a lesser popular one because it's not as, like, juicy. Right. Our next theory is cannibalism. Yummy. Yep. <laughs> there are two ter- two territories. Two theories about cannibalism (laughs) either the people of Roanoke were the victims of cannibals or they had to resort to cannibalism to stay alive yeah other Native American tribes were hostile to outsiders and they weren't on good terms with the settlers or their Croatoans so conflict Mm -hmm. one of these groups could have been cannibals and there were never any bodies found at the settlement But that doesn't necessarily mean anything because the bones could have been used for, like, 
a sort of healing remedy or a ceremony or something like that yeah. by grinding them into powder or burning them and grinding them and whatever. Yeah. That one, it seems like, I mean, none of these have a lot of evidence to back them up, but that one doesn't, that one's not on my top. Yeah, mostly just because I feel like cannibalism wasn't super popular with most Native American tribes. Yeah, not that we know of anyway. And especially not at that time. Like, it has always been, like, a earlier thing. Right. So, our next theory is disease. Mm. Disease is another theory that has a semi-historical basis to support it. The Roanoke colonists could have encountered a new world disease that they had no immunity to fight. Same goes with the um, Croatoans on the island. Yeah. The theory goes that the colonists could have caught the plague or something like that with symptoms of delirium, paranoia, madness, etc. True. Considering the reports from Native American tribes in the area of internal warfare in the Roanoke settlement before everyone disappeared, it kind of seems like a viable theory. Ooh. Or I have I have my own theory to add on to this one <laughs> that maybe yeah. they brought germs. Like, kind of like with smallpox. Oh, yeah. Um, brought diseases to the Native Americans that they couldn't handle. So their people were starting to die off and maybe in retaliation attacked after that to kind of stop the spread of disease. But that doesn't explain where the bodies went. Yeah. That's why I don't think that they were just, like, straight up killed. Yeah. There. Like, I feel like they had to have left or just completely vanished. Yep. Next, we have a pretty weird theory that I didn't know about, but it's called the Dare Stones. Okay. From 1937 to 1940, a series of stones were discovered that supposedly told the story of what happened to the Roanoke colonists. Weird. They are called the Dare Stones because they were mostly apparently written by John White's daughter, Eleanor Dare. You know, the one that had the baby. Makes sense. Oh, Most historians Virginia. consider... What was that? Baby Virginia. Yeah. Most historians consider the Dare Stones a hoax, although many historians do believe that the first stone is authentic. Huh. In 1937, a tourist found an inscribed stone and brought it to Emory University to be examined for authentic- authenticity. Interesting. Dr. Haywood Pierce, a professor of American history at Emory, didn't claim that the stone was authentic, but he didn't contradict. But he said that it didn't contradict what was known at the time. Hmm. So, I don't know. What was on the first stone, do you know? I can show you. Hold on one second. I mean, this was totally the time that people were... I mean, if you remember from our mummy episode, mm. that people were totally faking artifacts at that time. Yep. So it doesn't surprise me that the rest of them were allegedly a hoax. <laughs> yeah. Sending you a link that shows the first one. It basically says a Ninus Dare, which is her husband, in Virginia went. Oh. 
to heaven or something like that. 1591. Oh. Yeah, so. I don't know. It's a weird one. There's a lot of words on the back, but I, I know. Somewhere, <laughs> somewhere it says what it says. I'll put it's it on our Instagram. <laughs> but, and the final theory that I have for you is that the people of the colony simply moved 50 miles south to Cape Hatteras. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep, that's a simple one. But they haven't found any evidence of it, so... Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that also seems like a pretty viable theory to me. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, I think that they were struggling. They didn't want to be left there in the first place. Right. I mean, right, they they begged John White to go back to get them help, but they didn't know he was going to get stuck there for three years. Yeah, so... They needed help, and I think that they knew that it would take, like, a little while for him to go there, get help, and then come back. hmm But probably after, like, a year and a half, you're like, well, we gotta get out of here. Yeah. So. And I imagine, I mean, they weren't getting resupplies if he couldn't get back to the colony, so. Yeah. I don't know. My theory yes. is they yeah, took you. a whole bunch of stuff packed up their boats and shipped off to somewhere else and probably didn't make it anywhere and they probably just sunk. Right, which checks out because their boats were gone. Mm-hmm. So. Or aliens, obviously. Well, yeah. <laughs> Next, because we're us, we have to talk about the spooky. Yes. But it's a bit of a letdown. No! <laughs> Surprisingly, I couldn't find that much about ghostly presences on the island. Damn. With the aliens took them. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right, which leads me to believe that they didn't die on the island. But there we go. Know. We're figuring it out. I know the puzzle pieces are coming together. <laughs> the exception being a resident ghost of their own Oak Island Inn, but that his name's Roscoe. But oh. that guy only dates back to the 1800s. Oh. So he doesn't really have anything to do with the Lost Colony. But he was a mailman, which was fun. Oh, good for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that being said, there is one legend about a white doe on the island that has to do with Virginia Dare. Ooh. Like we said, the baby that was born in the colony. So this is from an article from Kitty Hawk Kites, which is a blog about the Outer Banks. Okay. Yep. So, what could be more puzzling and mysterious than the disappearance of an entire colony? In 1587, over 100 men, women, and children journeyed from England to Roanoke Island to establish the first settlement in the the first English settlement in the New World. (laughs) That same year, Virginia Dare was born, and she became the first English-born child in the Americas. Virginia was the daughter of... Aninus Dare and Eleanor Dare, and the granddaughter of Governor John White. Hmm. Nine days after her birth, White set sail for England in an attempt to obtain assistance for the colonists. He returned three years later on August 18th, Virginia's third birthday, and the colony was abandoned. 
which we already know all that, but yes. it's a preface to the rest of the legend. So, gotcha. What happened to this English settlement that mysterious van- mysteriously vanished? No one knows for sure. Many believe that Virginia Dare left the colony to live amongst amongst the area natives. Mm-hmm. Then, a Native American witch doctor with whom she had a quarrel with put her under a spell. The huh. spell made Virginia Dare transform into a white doe when she passed away. Hmm. Many say that her ghost has haunted Roanoke Island in the Outer Banks since. Locals and area visitors state that they've seen the white doe wandering around the island from time to time. Interesting. But I have I have to debunk this <laughs> as a wildlife person. <laughs> Because a white deer can be just a melanistic deer. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, it happens. It's not the most rare thing ever. <laughs> but that was the only legend I could find, so it got included. <laughs> I just want to know, um, <laughs> did Virginia Dare leave the colony at the age of three by herself? <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> <laughs> None of this checks out, but I don't want it. I was like, oh, she crawled across that like rough water. Yeah, she crawled across the sound. <laughs> and then got in a fight with a Native American witch doctor. Right? None of that makes sense, but whatever. Like I said, like Watson Mysteries, this is still being investigated. Mm-hmm. There's a genetics lab. That's looking at um, sequencing the genomes of people that are known to have ancestors from Roanoke at the time, if that makes Ooh. sense. Like, or like, it's hard to explain, but obviously not the people that were settled because they wouldn't have had descendants, but yeah. Like family members of family members, kind of. Yeah, they can do like familial, and then even if they have like, bones and stuff from like that same time period they can right test like different dna samples and stuff like that right and recently in 2019 i believe (laughs) pieces of broken crockery were found in a north carolina field that they did confirm belonged to survivors of the lost colony oh so that's wild allegedly that's wacky. Yeah. The dramatic... <laughs> this is from a Nat Geo article. It says, The dramatic claim has stoked a long-simmering debate over what happened to the 115 men, women, <laughs> children abandoned on North Carolina, North Carolina's Roanoke Island. I mean, you can also debunk it by saying that after they left the island, natives went over and, like, took stuff and then took it with them. <laughs> but Exactly. So, working on a bluff overlooking Albemarle Sound, 50 miles west of Roanoke Island, Hmm. a team from the First Colony Foundation uncovered a trove of English, German, French, and Spanish pottery pieces. Hmm. Quote, the number and variety of artifacts recovered provide compelling evidence that the site was inhabited by several settlers from Sir Walter Raleigh's vanished 1587 colony, end quote, said archaeologist. Nick Lucchetti, the team's leader. Hmm. So, I don't know. Like you said, 
They're making some pretty aggressive claims in this article that I'm not going to back up, but... Yeah. We'll see. That, that article was published in 2020, so wait for more. <laughs> yes. <laughs> more could come. <laughs> From 1580-something to 2021, we are yeah. still looking. <laughs> yep. I'm like, you people don't have new projects to work on. <laughs> no. <laughs> and... I did want to highlight a couple pop, pop culture things, namely American Horror Story Roanoke, like you talked about, which yes. premiered in 2016. Mm-hmm. The plotline basically follows a couple that lives on Roanoke Island and experiences a hell lot of hell of a lot of paranormal shit when they're living there. Yeah, is that correct? That's how yes. it goes down. I haven't seen the season of AHS. But that's really all I can say. Do you have anything to add? <laughs> it is. I liked it. The first few episodes are kind of like the fuck. Um, but the rest of it is really good. You're watching. It's like supposed to be like documentary style. So they have, you know, when they like do documentaries and they like recreate the scenes. With different yeah. Like, actors. Yeah. So they have like people playing people and showing what's going on but then they have the actual they have actors that are supposed to be like the actual characters that like went were like lived there oh interesting yeah and it's very have to watch it yeah it's really good and also i mean i really liked it it's also like very spooky um (laughs) but does it cover any like lost colony stuff or is it just like paranormal they talk about it, but it's mostly paranormal. They frame it around um, when he didn't come back from England right away. They kind of just, like, all slightly lost it and started to practice, like, different forms of witchcraft. And I don't remember I don't remember me and Jackie watched it a few summers ago, but it was um, gruesome. Yeah. <laughs> Spooky. Yeah. And... Finally, the Lost Colony play, which is a play at the Fort Raleigh National Historical Site that was founded in 1937, literally like when the historic before the historical site even opened, and it still runs today. <laughs> oh my god. That's why I needed to mention that because that's a long time. <laughs> that's hilarious. And like I said with Salem, there's tons and tons and tons of other stuff mm. <laughs> that it's not worth listing out piece by piece. <laughs> no. And also, like, obviously, just like with Salem, a lot of it is played up for tourism. But, exactly. hey, we support it. Exactly. So, whatever gets your economy rolling. Yeah. But do you have any questions? Um... Not that I can think of. Um, you did a really good job. I really liked this one. Thank you. I got Sackers. really into the research on this one. I was like, yeah. I read every line of that Wikipedia. <laughs> it's sad that there's not more like ghosties and like paranormal stuff. I but know. I mean, if I find more, I will update, like make a story, or we can put it in the top of next episode, or we can yeah. do a mini. Yeah. But I know, I was 
I went like past the first page of Google looking for ghosties. <laughs> and I'm sure there's personal accounts, but you know how it is. Personal accounts aren't always written down somewhere. Yeah. So I don't know. But spooky. You guys know the deal. As always, stay tuned next Monday and every Monday for new episodes. You can find us literally wherever you're currently listening. <laughs> yep. <laughs> We're on Instagram at Monday Mornings Pod, on Twitter at Monday Mornings P, and we have a Facebook page. You guys know I'm best at Instagram, not good at either of the others. I update them like maybe once a month, but if you have those things, would still appreciate your follow. Yeah, and I mean, if you have questions or topics that you'd like to have covered in a future episode, send them our way on any of those, or you can email us at mondaymorningspod at gmail.com. Yeah. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us on iTunes. You know the deal. Give Mm -hmm. us a subscribe or a follow on Spotify. Yeah. And as always... And as always, start your Monday mornings the right way with Maddie and Morgan. Bye. Bye.